USA. Yo 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 Angela Yee is out in Miami for Art Basel. Charlemagne was popping. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Good morning. Now, why did you come to work on Friday? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I was uh off until I suppose when I was supposed to come back. I think I was supposed to come back yesterday, but. I didn't. Yes. But I'm back this morning. Might as well just take one more day. Um, no, because I might use those days for the, later on this month. And it is the holiday season. There's no that more is later, a fact. There's no more later on this month. You know we only got one more week, bro. <sighs> we do? <laughs> so next week is our last week until yes. the holiday break? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, why did I come back today? Well, maybe maybe to tell people that my show comes on tonight, The God's Honest Truth, at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Oh, never mind. T- Batuzas came yes. back and said two weeks. We have two weeks. Sorry. Oh, two weeks. Damn okay. It, man. Well, okay. Two- go back to <laughs> well, well, that's what that's why I'm here. All right. I'm here because we got two weeks left. It depends. Though. I got to check my days. But who cares? We here. It's Friday. I want to talk to the people, man. What's happening? Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm, I could have been. I could be doing a lot better. Why? What happened? Well, your Cowboys won. That, that kind of upset me a little bit. Why are you upset about I'm that? I'm just joking. I don't know. But I wanted the Cowboys to lose last night. I always want the Cowboys to lose. That's just why. Of course you do. Why. Because people people, people hate the Cowboys as much as we love the Cowboys. And that's what will continue to make us America's team. I keep telling y'all there's two types of things you want in this world. You want people to be passionate about loving you. And you want people to be passionate about hating you. Because together, that collective makes for a tsunami that just can never be stopped. As long as people feel something about you. I'd rather, I rather people feel something about me than just, you know, ignore my existence. And you just can't ignore our Dallas Cowboys. No. Even when we suck. I'm going to so, try But to. when we're 8-4, and four, like we are right now, number one in the NFC East, okay, on our way to the Super Bowl, you absolutely positively uh, have to pay attention well, you guys to are, what we're doing over here. going to the Super Bowl. Let's clear that up immediately. Well, I don't think mm. anyway. But anyway, we got a, a great show. See for what I'm saying? Team. I don't think it could happen. But I, you just say you don't want it to happen. Okay? It, it, it could. It could. But now uh, we got now who, a great show. Who, who's on the show? Uh, Berna. Berna will be joining us. Now, Berna, if you don't know, he owns the uh, Marijuana Line Cookies. He's also a rapper from the West Coast. He's been on the show uh, a couple of times. Uh, Berna, uh, we announced a couple of months ago that he found out he had colon cancer. I know, man. How's he doing? He's doing great. The brother's doing great. Uh, he released his uh, last, well, I'm going to say his last time. He released an album today. He thought it was going to be his last album, so he recorded like that. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk about how he found out. He found out very, very, very weird, which, you know, uh, if I tell you, well, I'm going to tell you now, but you, it's going to give you a funny feeling. So he was just like, yo, don't well, let, him, let him tell his story. He's going to break it down, but I'm just going to tell you, he, he pretty much during the pandemic, something, he woke up one day and was like, you know what? I need a doctor. I pay for all these jewelry. I pay for these clothes. I pay for these trips. I pay for all these things, but now I have to pay for my life. I'm going to pay my own personal doctor. And he hired his own personal doctor. He didn't have any feelings, no stomach aches, no nothing. And that's how he found out. He'll break it down deeper, but it's 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 a, it's a situation you'd be like, wow, that was God, you know, having his hands all in that situation to make sure he was okay. But we're okay. going to talk to Bernie. Who else is joining us this morning? And Moni Love. Moni Love. Moni in the middle. Throwback wow. Friday. I said Throwback Friday. Flashback Friday. Moni Love will be joining us. Now, Moni Love, of course, she's from uh, Britain or London. She's from the other side of the water. 
And of course, she's a, had a, a bunch of number one. She's uh, Grammy nominated. She's uh, hosted uh, TV and radio. And we're going to kick it with Moni Love. Wow. She's on uh, Marriage Boot Camp right now. So we're going to talk to Moni Salute Love. To Moni Love. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I wasn't here for either of those interviews. So no. you're right. What the hell am I doing here today? I could have waited until Monday. I'm trying to tell you. Then if you off, I'm off. We both could have been off. All right. Lord, have mercy. Front page news up next. There's been an arrest in the. Clarence Avant case and uh, oh, his man. wife that was killed. So we'll tell you about that when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Thursday night football, the Cowboys beat the Saints 27-17. Drop on the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. Damn it. What's what's your you other, see uh, us. running back's name? Not uh Pollard. Yeah, he gets busy. Pollard gets busy, boy. He he's fast. You just he's realizing good. that? Yeah, I don't watch your Cowboys. Why would I care oh, about your Cowboys? Okay. Yeah, but he gets well, busy. I can't tell. The way you hate on us, okay. The way you hate on us so much, you know. what I mean, I, I you know, I, I would think that you would know every single player on our team. But drop on the clues, bonds for Tony Pollard, damn it. He gets okay. Busy. Now, uh, two days ago, LeBron posted something is real fishy going on. And now he was supposed to miss three games, but now he's saying he's cleared. Following two negative PCR tests conducted more than 24 hours apart, he was supposed to sit this game out tonight versus the Clippers, but now they're saying that uh, he is cleared to play. I mean, you know, COVID tests, I don't know how accurate COVID tests are. That's all I'm going to say. I've seen people, you know, like the, the, the other day, Wax did like six different COVID tests, and, you know, four of them said negative, and like three said positive. And so who knows? You just never know with them COVID tests. Yeah, Who knows? That's what happened with my manager, June. He took a bunch of tests, and, and one came back that said he had it. And this was a while ago. And then a bunch said he didn't. We were all confused. But he's we always with each other. And I was with him. I didn't have it. Nobody around him had it. It was just very Same. weird. Very, very weird. Now, the NFL has suspended three players, including Antonio Brown. Now, this is for three games without pay following a league investigation that determined the three violated COVID-19 protocols. They uh, say they uh, misrepresented their vaccination status. Now see, th- th- this is what I'm talking about when we talk about racial bias in every single industry. How in the hell did to- uh, Antonio Brown and those two other players misrepresent their vaccination status and get suspended, but Aaron Rodgers didn't? I don't even know the details or the nuance of any of the situation. I just know that phrase, misrepresent your vaccine status. Is that not the epitome of what Aaron Rodgers did? And he didn't get suspended at all. He got a little measly $14,000 fine. Well, they're saying that uh, Brown actually used a fake vaccine card and everyone thought he was vaccinated. They're saying Rodgers misled the media, but the NFL, the Packers, it, and his teammates all knew his status. It, uh, I don't, he, I he don't lied. really see a difference. They, all, they both lied. I don't they, see the difference. They both lied on what they had and what they didn't have, and I feel like the, the punishment should be the same. I, I don't see the difference. Regardless of what you – mis- they both misrepresented their vaccine status. Regardless of how they chose to do it, they both misrepresented their vaccine status. Aaron Rodgers should have been suspended at least three games. And by the way, there was people in the media who did say he should be suspended. You know what I mean? But nothing happened but a little $14,000 fine. Don't tell me racial bias isn't real, you know, in, in various industries. Come now, on, man. Now, the man suspe- uh, suspected of murdering music legend Clarence Avon's wife at a Beverly Hills home was arrested. Now, this is after he accidentally shot himself in the foot for a botched robbery at a separate home. So what they're saying is actually... Uh, after he broke into Clarence Avant's home and killed his wife, mm, 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 mm. went to another house 
and I guess it was a botched robbery and accidentally shot himself in the foot with an AR-15. The cops found him in the bushes in another house somewhere else. Uh, they said he has a long rap sheet. They says he has robbery charges before. Uh, he was sentenced to five years in prison before for a robbery charge. And they arrested him. His name is uh, Ariel Mena. Yeah, Ariel you know, Mena. He's, he's 29 years old. My condolences to the Avon family. If you know me, then you know how much of a, a inspiration Clarence Avon is to me. Climax, North Carolina zone, and it just makes you think that you that that no matter what age you are, you know, no matter what status in life you are, the BS can always find you. But yeah. something simply does not seem right with this about this situation. Yeah, I, it just I, doesn't. I don't get it either. I mean, you're 29 years old. The fact that you have to kill an 81 year old woman. You know what I mean? It, 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 the, the guy actually, st- I didn't even hear about him actually taking anything. I don't know. And, 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 and they said that the, you know, the Avons had a security guard. He shot the security guard. Was on guard. the premises. Yeah, shot the security guard. I was. It's kind of weird why the security guard didn't shoot back, but he shot the security guard. But think about this. After he killed a woman, decided, you know what? I'm going to go to another house and rob somebody else again? That's not wild. And well, I, know I mean, we, we say rob. We say rob somebody again, but what did he get from the first the Avon house? And then, yeah. and, and then another thing. I know a lot of people say, like, "Oh no, oh I don't believe in the death penalty," but I would want him to fry, bro. He killed an eighty-one-year-old woman for what? Some a watch, some jewelry, some money, with an AR-15. You broke into a house and it did what? Nah, you need to fry, bro. That's that's, 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 that's my that's, opinion. That's, that's not Sean's opinion. Yeah, that's not my decision to make. Um, but I do feel like. You know, any rehabilitation, any healing that should happen to that young man should happen while he's in prison for life. I don't believe in no healing. That I'll say. I don't care about no healing enough. Nah, I mean, he's he's, 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 he's yeah, true, maybe, but he's 29 years old. So so he'll sit. My 81 year old grandmother and I. uh, A hundred percent. I understand the feelings, but guess what? He's 29 years old and he's going to sit in that jail for life and around 40 or 50, he's going to realize the error in his ways, but that don't mean he should come home. Never come home. All right, well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, MV. Good morning, Yee. Good morning, Charlamagne. It's Manny. Manny, what's up? What up, brother? Peace, Manny. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to say congratulations, MV, on your baby. I'm not sure if you remember. I called on Friday before the break. I recommended to name the baby Kingston. Yeah. I thought you went with something else. Yeah, we didn't We didn't win that fight, bro. We didn't win that fight. I, it was It was me and I think my pops was with, with Kingston, but the rest of the family didn't feel they, they loved Kingston too much. So it was really my daughter. My daughter was hating, so... Yeah, we didn't go with that name, but I still love the name. Baby's beautiful. She's healthy. She's, I mean, she's she's the sweetest and best little baby. She sleeps three, four hours a, a, at a time, so she's doing great. Four o'clock is my feeding time, so I feed at four, and then Mama takes over after that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but I do have a quick question. Yes, sir. You. So my question is, with in the Nori interview, he said that when you guys were coming up, you guys were messing, you know, in the basement doing suspicious stuff and everything joking around about that but uh when he wanted to charge you for a feature how were you able to forgive him because honestly i'm super petty so if he tried to charge me for a feature i could never forgive him and you guys are cool yeah well it took me and nori a long time i I didn't speak to nori for like 10 15 years because of that um but nori apologized and, and and you know me and nori's good me and nori came up with each other like for people that don't know like 
I used to the door used to hop in the back of my caravan. We used to drive to the city. We used to do a lot freestyles, mixtapes, and everything together. So Nori was my guy. I was just hurt by that. I didn't feel like you 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 know you do that to to your friends. But you know Nori apologized. Yeah. Me and him are good, and he's a good brother. Nori's really a good brother. That, and that's the thing. That's the reason why Nori's a good person. All right. Well, I respect that, man. I appreciate the answer. All right, brother. You have a good one. You guys too. Bye. All right. Hello. Who's this? Uh, good day, world. Peace and blessings with your boy, Sean Stone. Sean Stone, what up, man? Get Sean up Stone. Uh, Charlamagne. What's up, my brother? How was your vacation? I'm man? blessed, black, and highly favored. I'm how still on family? it. Oh, you're still Everybody's on it? Everybody's great. That's good, man. Envy, how you doing, man? I'm How's doing well, baby? brother. I'm doing well. Family's well. Everybody's great. I'm good. Uh, that's good, man. Hey, I want to get something off my chest, man. Uh, you know, I, I remember a couple years back, you know, I mentioned about uh, this feast that's called the Passover. You remember me? Remember that, Charlamagne? Yep, the Passover, yes, sir. Yeah, so the Passover, so what is the Passover? The Passover is actually contains Christ's flesh and his blood, according to Matthew chapter 26, 17, 18, and 19. But the Passover is actually a spiritual vaccine that could protect us from disasters that's going to happen in this world. I'm only sharing this with you guys because I love you guys, and I love the people in this world, right? There's a lot of people that don't deserve love, but that's not for me to judge it or anything like that. But why do you say that? I don't. I, that, by the way, that is that is the most un Jesus thing ever to say people don't deserve love. <laughs> like no, that don't even make no sense. Love. You're contradicting yourself. Everybody deserves love. You think everybody everybody that lives in this world is is on just, I mean, my brother? Yeah, I'm just speaking to you from your Christian perspective. Okay, That's what I'm telling you. Your, your Christian perspective says you should forgive all. Your pers uh, Christian really? perspective says you should love everyone. Okay, okay. You love a pedophile? A pedophile that's I'm not, brother. Christian. I'm okay. telling you what your Christianness you. says. You're a Christian, too. I'm asking you. I am you. not. You're not? I am not a Christian. About, no. You talk about the Bible a lot when you're on the radio station. I, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. But I believe in the Bible. And we have to believe in Christ. At the end of the day, I'm a sinner, just like how you're a sinner, right? That's right. So at the end of the day, I have emotions and feelings. What we getting to, brother? So I'm I'm not, I don't want to cut you off, but this is Friday. Huh? So what are you saying? Let's get to the point. Well, the point is the Passover is very important, MV, to protect us from disasters. There's many disasters that's going to happen in this world. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, millionaire, or you're poor. We are all in danger if we don't celebrate the Passover according to the Bible. But false prophet that comes on the radio station with you guys, sit down and up there and don't tell the people that they need to celebrate Passover. They tell people that they should celebrate communion, Eucharist, sacrament. None of these things are actually in the Bible, my brother. All right. So that's all That's all I wanted to share. As a true prophet, Bible says we should keep the Passover. All right, brother, you have a good one, man. Oh, God. I, I, I just, I mean, it's cool, but I just know that nobody follows the Bible uh, 100%. Because the Bible also says don't eat pork. You know what I mean? <laughs> but people still eat pork. And also, the Bible also says love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Envy, do you love your enemies? No. Do you pray for those who persecute you? No. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know. I'll okay. quote, I'll quote right. Rick Ross. God forgives. I don't. That Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to, to I was going to say, if you need to forgive. If you need to, <laughs> hit us up right now. You phone, might need to. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. 
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Big Al from VA, man. How you doing? Big Al, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. Oh, man, yo, Envy, I'm mad, man. I'm trying to get my gun rights restored down here in VA, man. They not trying to hear it. What you mean? What's wrong with the gun rights? I got my first license in VA at 21. I got my first gun. I know, man. I got an old felony from from New York, man. They they trying to shut me down for a while. Oh, you got a felony? It's been sealed. Yeah, it's been sealed. It's been sealed, but they saying I need a... uh, Relief of civil disabilities. Trying to see if you got any, uh, know anybody who takes care of those. Nah, I'm actually trying to help a friend out right now that that has the same uh situation. But yeah, VA was pretty. They were pretty loose with the with the gun laws when I was when I first. That was the first place I got my gun at 21 to turn 21. I had to take yeah, VA, VA loose, but that old beef from New York. They still trying to hold. Well, on what did you do in New York? Man. It was a drug beef. So you shot somebody. Nah, drug beef, man. Drug beef. It's been serious. Meaning a drug charge, sir. A oh, drug charge. Man. He said drug beef like he had beef over drugs, like he got it in. Okay. Yeah, man. What up? What up, Charlotte Bay? Shout out to y'all, man. The Breakfast Club, man. Love y'all, man. Day Peace, King. Listener, man. Appreciate all the awareness y'all setting out there, man. Good luck with that, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Kawan. I uh, represent Savannah, Georgia. Kawan, what up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to give DJ Paul a shout-out for sticking up for black women. When um, Dizzy Bone was throwing those bottles at Versus, DJ Paul stood in front of the uh, Gangsta Boo so it wouldn't hit her. The word. So, I, yeah, yeah. Looking, yeah, cause we played that a couple of times. And somebody was like, nah, he stood in front of uh, Juicy J. I'm like, nah, he stood in front of um, Gangsta Boo. So, yeah, give give uh, DJ Paul a shout-out for that one. He protected black women on that. Okay, we'll talk about I gotta that. I got to go watch that Versus tomorrow, man. I gotta go. I, I I can't believe I missed that whole versus last night. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in the rumors. What you want, man? What you want? Hi, what's up, Envy? Hello, Trav. How are you doing today? I called to talk to you today. Where's Charlemagne at? Sean. Trav, what up, King? Uh, what's up, there, brother? Hey, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. We ain't going to the bowl, baby. I don't care what nobody say. Let me tell you something, bro. Oh, we ain't going to the bowl. I don't care if we lost the last two games. We still eight and four. Still an over 500 team. And we going to the bowl, Sean. That's what it is. I think we just got to stay focused. You know what I mean? I hope that we can uh, stay injury-free for the most part. And I think we're going to be all right, sir. Hey, I'm going to tell you something, uh, Envy. I'm glad you said it because um, I've been telling my pop. My pop is a huge Zeke fan, right? And I've been telling him for the um, last few games that we need to rest Zeke for a little bit. And let TP get his game off, man. They be doing the thing. That you that you notice that he he's a, a beast out there. Yeah, but we need time. we need that two headed monster though. We need both of them to be you know well rested for playoff time, Trav. Of course, yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. You know you know you know Zeke knee hurt right now, so that's what I'm saying. We need to let him rest up for like a good two games and then let TP kind of handle that load while while Zeke get his knee fixed. All right. Well, thank you, It's Trav. just weird. The NFL is so unpredictable. Like, I mean, even the fact that Mike McCarthy didn't, you know, coach last night because he was placed in COVID-19 protocols and Dan Quinn, you know, had to take over the head coaching duties. Like, that's it's just too un- unpredictable in the NFL, man. It is, especially right now. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Dawn. How are you? Good morning, Dawn. How you doing? I'm okay in yourself. I, I, you know, I'm kind of upset because, you know, my cousin, you know, she's over 70 years old. And, you know, family don't really check on her like that. But, you know, me and my cousin and my brother, you know, well, my cousin and my brother decided to go to her house. And um, she couldn't breathe. Her eyes was going back in her head. Wow. She has a home attendant. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, like, this home attendant was bringing her breakfast and lunch from her house. 
so she can eat instead of cooking what she wanted in her house while she was there. I told my brothers and them to take her to the hospital. But she didn't want to go. She taught my brother and my cousin how to take her to the hospital. So Monday morning, they took her to the hospital. She had pneumonia and she had a high fever. What kind of home attendant does that? You don't do that to people. So me, myself, I want to report her. And my cousins and my brother's like, well, do what you have to do. And I am, because she's not going to do this to anybody else again. You know what? And, and um, this is a company that uh, I'm, I'm probably going to announce it in the new year that I'm working with. Uh, this company um, is actually what they're doing is they're getting money from the government. So instead of hiring, you know, home attendants and things like that, they'll pay like you to take care of your mother and they'll pay you to take care of your, your grandparents. So like, let's say you got a cousin or, or whatever that you, you know, most people probably take care of their family members anyway. And it's very difficult because they have to go to work and then they have to come home and take care of it. But now they'll pay you to stay at home and take care of your mom. They'll pay you to take care of your grandmother, your grandfather. So I'm working with a company that, that does that. I understand. I understand what you're saying, but you know this is this is not right. She's been with her for three years. You're right. You mean to tell me I've been calling my cousin for three years and didn't know what was going on, on the inside? I mean, I'm sick myself. You know, half the family we all have elements too, but we still check up on family when we can. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. this is real bad. This is, and you know, my brothers and them, I'm sure they're feeling bad because I'm going to report her because I don't As you think should. we should do this to anybody else again. As you should. Well, I'm so sorry for your mama. I am so no, sorry. No, this is my cousin. It's oh, my cousin. Oh, I'm sorry that that happened to your cousin, but definitely report it's that home okay, attendant. But she's fine. It's okay. She's fine now. We got her in the hospital. We're not going to let her go home. We're going to have 24-hour care for her. We're going to check a couple of, you know, homes and stuff for her, you know. But, you know, this is the way it is sometimes. It's, it's horrible. Money money makes you do things like that to people. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be taking care of people, man. You're right. Well, you have a good weekend, Mama, and, and, and prayers too. to your Thank cousin. Thank you so much. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we gotta take, we gotta talk verses. Now, I didn't see verses last night either, but when I woke up this morning, I seen all the uh, the clips of it. So we'll talk about that as well. All right, verses last night. We'll talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Now, last night was the versus between 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony. All right. I'm so mad I missed that, man. I was I was busy last night, but I'm mad I missed that. I didn't miss the whole thing. I caught some of it. First of all, they have the DJ battles beforehand, right? And that's what kind of just slowed me off where I was in and out because I not shout to all the DJs that were uh, battling. I just necessarily didn't care. Um, I wanted to see Bone Thugs and Jesus Christ. Aren't you a DJ? How are you a DJ and you don't care about other people, you know, DJing? I didn't I, I didn't care about it for that night. I wanted to see Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs, just like when I watch a fight. I, I oh. watch for the main event. I don't necessarily watch all the undercards. I come to the main event. That's what I paid for. That's what I wanted to see. Oh no, those undercards be great. But you're 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 also a DJ, though. So I would just expect you to appreciate the DJ. No, nah, I didn't want to see that what? last night. I wanted to see Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia. It's nine o'clock at night. I got to get to sleep. I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. I wanted to see the main event. We could do the DJ battle any other time. I love watching DJ battles, but not during these uh, events. To me. That's me, my personal thing. But anyway, it did happen, so it started off. And when it first started off, if you've seen it, it was kind of kind of rowdy as Fat Joe was introducing both sides. They introduced uh, Bone Thugs first, and they were hype. And when he was trying to uh, introduce 3-6 Mafia, they were kind of talking over him. And then uh, after them going back and forth, a, a, a fight started. 
Hey, before we even get started, you ugly motherfuckers ain't gonna be mocking me while I'm on motherfucking stage. Like, straight the fuck up. Hey, suck my Gangsta boo. Suck my Well, if you, if you missed now, it. I didn't see it, so I don't know what the mocking was, but I do know that, you know, what escalated the situation from that clip that I saw. Juicy J knows you don't invite a man to your private parts like that. All right? Like, my, my daddy, salute the cowboy in Mount's Corner. My daddy would say, don't invite a man to your private parts unless you are ready to die or kill. And as I got older, I added something on to that. Don't invite a man to your private parts unless you're ready to die or kill. I actually get your D sucked. Well, I don't think he wanted uh, to get his DS. Uh, I think he was ready for action. So they started arguing. They threw bottles, and it got uh, nasty for a second, and uh, it went to black. And it's a reason, hold, real quick, it's a reason Styles P said, remember Styles P in the dipset thing? He was like, yo, we can say whatever. Just don't invite nobody to your Frank stand. Correct. Correct. And then, uh, then we you have, know, it, we have more of the fight. Why y'all do this, man? That's why the group. No, we gonna get this together. Well, it went faded to black, and then uh, Trilla and Versus put up their, uh, I guess, like their bat signal to say, due to technical difficulties, this event will return momentarily. Uh, But they did get it together. I guess they spoke, they talked, and they squashed it out. That means somebody. Hold on, hold on. We still family, though, homie. Bizabon gotta take his medicine. If y'all wanna see the show go on, let me hear you say hell yeah. Say hell, yeah. Hey, yo, everybody get off our stage and let us give y'all what y'all came to see. Emmett, come back here to the stage, please. Well, at least you know everybody on this stage, real hey, as yeah. Let's keep this mother going, then. Well, after that, they said yep. he came back on stage. He shook hands with Juicy J, apologized to them, and he apologized to the crowd. Uh, and we have that audio as well? Yeah, let's play that. I If I had to guess, somebody backstage said, look, man, we're not paying you if the show don't go on. That's what I think happened. I, there's I, a, a back-end to be had. I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. well, there's they, a back-end to be had. They probably got half of a friend. It's like, yo, if you want the rest of this money, you know what I mean? You got to go back out there and finish this show. Well, a lot of people, they did have a lot of cameos, which I thought was pretty dope. They had uh, Chameleonaire. They had Little Flip. They had Little Wayne came out. Lil John, Project Pat. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, Eight Ball MJG, and Terrence Howard came out. Yeah, boy, our culture really feeds off negativity though, because I didn't see none of those clips. All those cameos you name, and I didn't see verses at all last night. All those cameos you name, I didn't see none of those nowhere. Mm-hmm. Where are those clips at? I didn't see him. I'm not saying that, you know, blogs didn't post him, no, but I didn't, I didn't personally either. see him. No, I didn't see him either. I saw that fight every damn where, though. Yeah, the fight. Literally, I saw that fight everywhere. And then something that was happening, I'm sure it was a glitch. So when they did Notorious Thugs, that's, of course, Bone Thugs and Harmony and Biggie. I guess both Trilla and Instagram started freezing. So as Biggie part was playing, 
uh, it didn't show. So people were saying, why y'all did that to Big? Why y'all did that to Big? But they actually performed it and it went dope. Let's hear it. I ain't hear no freezer. Where the freezing happening? No, oh, you I mean on the screen? It happened on the screen, but we just played it so it didn't actually screen. Oh, so got you, got freeze. you. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Sound so, like something I'll be watching later today. I'm I definitely watching. Um, I'm rewatching that when they post that. All right. All right. Well, when we come back, we got to give you the latest on the Omarion coronavirus. That's what we call it, right? The Omarion? That's what we call it? Omicron. Okay. All right. Well, Who Omicron. Who it that? That's what everybody's been calling it, the Omarion. But we'll call it the Omicron. We'll give you some updates. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. For nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to get a hassle-free quote today. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Hey, bring around the Rosie. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Thursday night football, Cowboys beat the Saints, 27-17. All right. Say that with your, say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. The Dallas Cowboys beat the New Orleans Saints. Drop one of the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys, all right? Snapped our two-game losing streak. They heard all right. loud and clear. Eight and four out here in these streets. All right. Now, On the way to the Super Bowl. Now, we were talking about the uh, Omarion coronavirus. What do you call it? O- Omicron? All right. Well, they're saying now there's one case in California that was found, one case in Minnesota, five cases in New York, and one case in Colorado. Now, Biden, he's putting together a plan to try to slow this down during the winter season. And now that it's coming up, these are some of the things he spoke about. First is expanding the nationwide booster campaign with more outreach, more appointments, more hours, more times and sites to walk in, providing boosters shots for up to uh, 110 million Americans who are eligible for boosters. But the second point is that launching new family vaccination clinics to make it easier for children, parents and whole families to get vaccinated in one place and new policies to keep our children in school instead of quarantining them at home. Now, the crazy thing about the Omicron, I, I, I want to call it Omarion, the, the Omicron. What is it called? How do you pronounce it? Omicron. I don't know. I'm not asking you. I'm asking Red. Omicron coronavirus variant. Oh. They're saying they, doesn't know, they don't know how it affects the body. So they don't know how it is, if it's going to be a lot worse. They don't know what the variant's going to actually do, but they're just kind of I thought they already it. said the symptoms of, uh, I thought they already said the symptoms are mild. No, in a couple of cases, the symptoms were mild for people who had the vaccination, but they don't know how this is going to affect. That's why they've been saying but that's so like crazy. that. Co- but it, but isn't that COVID period? That's though? We don't know how thing. COVID is going to affect I people. Mean, they've been shutting so down what? international travel. They've been doing all these things saying we got it, but they don't know what the effects is going to be. I thought that was the whole thing about COVID from the get go, even before there was a variant. You don't know how it impacts different people. It impacts everybody differently. Different. So what's what's the difference? With this variant. And then that's my point. Well, he speaks about it some more. The third piece of this is making free at-home tests more available than ever before and having 
them covered by your private insurance plans available in thousands of locations and available community health centers and other sites for the uninsured. Four, increasing our surge response team that our, our doctors, our nurses, into communities with rising cases and overburdened hospitals and short on personnel. The fifth thing we're doing is accelerate efforts to vaccinate the rest of the world and strengthen international travel rules for people coming to the United States. See, it's always, and listen, I'm no doctor. I'm no expert at nothing, all right? I just know that it's always going to be new variants, right? Like doctors out there, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't there new flu strains every year? Yes. So I expect it to be the same with COVID for the foreseeable future. And why is the marketing of this strain better than the others that have come out? It just feels like whenever they want us to take more vaccines, they put the emphasis on, you know, Something And right now it seems to be this variant. Like they want us to get boosters. They want kids to get the vaccine. Now here comes the the octagon. What is it called? Amaracron. What's it called? Omicron. Now here comes the Omaracron, you know, variant. Because there's been other variants. What's it? How do you pronounce I it? I don't remember. I, Omicron? Omicron. It's Omicron. And then that's who made RoboCop in the RoboCop movie? Who made RoboCop? Omarion. Oh, was that the name of the production company? Orion? I don't remember. All I know is whenever they want us to take more vaccines, then they put the emphasis on uh, one of these variants. Because, I, I, you know, I, I feel like there's been other variants. So I don't know why the marketing for this one is so so much better than the others. Well, if you want the uh, full breakdown, you can go to WhiteHouse.gov and definitely check that out. All right. And that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Moni Love will be joining us. Flashback Friday, Moni Love. Of course, she's on Marriage Boot Camp. Uh, you might know any, you might know her from Moni in the middle. Where she at? In the middle, uh, she's done numerous records. Number uh, a couple of top number one records. She's Grammy nominated. She's uh, been hosted on MTV. She's hosted television. Uh, she's been on. She has her own radio show. But we're gonna talk to Moni Love when we come back. All right. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Moni Love. Moni. Good Yay. morning. Love. What's up? Good morning. It's good to see you in New York. Yes. It's, I'm so excited to be in New York. I haven't been here in so long. I had to force Moni Love to go out when I, oh was, my. I was in Atlanta. I was like, girl, come out. She never goes anywhere. And then I didn't believe she was really coming. Because you know how some people, you like, is she going to really show up? Because the night before, <laughs> she was like, oh, come out. Da, 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 da. I was at Bar Vegan. Yeah, and I looked at it and I was like, it's not going to happen tonight, sis. <laughs> it's just not in the cards tonight. And so then the next day when she said to me, she's like, are you coming? And then she's checking every five minutes, like, are you going to be there? She got there before me, so yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. And you stayed the whole time and then some. I did, but I discovered after you left and after I went home, I cannot do this brunch thing. I have to leave it to the kids. Yeah, we went to really Toast, on, Len- we went to toast the- on Lennox. <laughs> I can't do the brunch thing because it just engulfs your whole day. Mm-hmm. Like, your whole day's gone. By the time I got home, it was like 5.30. I'm like, I met her at 12.30. Like, I don't know what how? happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you don't know who Moni Love is, of course, you just got to break it down for some of the kitties that might not know who Moni oh, Love absolutely. is. Oh, absolutely. Now, Moni Love is from uh, London, yes. England. Yes. That's yes. where you can tell the accent. Of People course. try to say her accent is fake. All the time. But she's, a, of course, a, a two-time Grammy Award nominee, uh, number one records. You know, Moni in the middle. Where she at? 
Uh, thank it's you. a shame. And it, of course, it's a shame. <laughs> Buddy, my bell. She's have a ton of, ton of records out. And Ladies then she's first. also a radio personality and TV host. Yes. So and now, she's on Marriage Boot Camp right that's now. Gonna get the hip hop edition. <laughs> now you're on Marriage Boot Camp. Yeah. What got you to Marriage Boot Camp? Problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, honestly, I've never undergone any type of therapy. And um, this ongoing dance that I've been doing with my youngest child's father, it was like they contacted me and I thought about it and I was like, I've never done anything like this before. Do I really want to do this? And um, seeing my brother in rhyme, Styles, mm-hmm. on the show uh, in a previous season, I was like, okay, well, if Styles can do it, mm-hmm. then I can do it. Styles because, and Ajua. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. Styles and Ajua were on there and, and they're two of the realest people that I know. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to even consider, you know. So then I spoke to uh, Tuff, who's on it with me. Mm-hmm. Long conversation. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Do you realize how vulnerable we're going to have to be? Do you realize how everybody's going to be in our business? You know, that whole back and forth conversation. Mm-hmm. And we agreed that we would go in and, and, and get the therapy because uh, the sacrifice that we make for making ourselves transparent might actually uh, help us in the long run as far as getting the therapy and understanding where we are as individuals, uh, as a couple or not. Are you know, together? With, with, whichever way it works. Uh, you're not going to trick me into... It's okay. giving away, yeah. yeah. I'm just curious, yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you got to remember when you're talking to me that I'm just like you. Yes, I'm just on knows. the other side of the console today. Sometimes you can trick somebody every so. once in a while. <laughs> so when y'all decided to do this show, were y'all nervous at all about being so transparent? First of all, are y'all transparent to each other? Because, you know, in certain relationships, sometimes the man or the wife only tells a little bit of the story. But on the mm-hmm. show, you have somebody where you have to tell the full story, full mm-hmm. feelings, Full transparency. Mm-hmm. You have kids as well. Yes. Did that make you nervous at all? Uh, no. My general characteristic is pretty transparent. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the reason why I'm like that as a person is because I like to leave no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. If in the event that later on we have to go back and check the tape. Mm. So I like to be as transparent as possible from the gate. Him? Not so much. He had, a, he, like had a break, he had a breakthrough moment. He had a huge breakthrough moment. Mm. And it, it it was a boulder that has been in our relationship forever that I just couldn't get past. And that's part of my frustration with him. So uh, when we had that breakthrough moment, I was like, the angels came out. And, mm-hmm. and You're like, I'm going home. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm done here. Because mm-hmm. this is really the boulder that has been in the in the middle of our relationship all these years. I want to talk about that, okay? Because he has consistently cheated on you throughout your relationship, and he had an explanation for that. So what was his explanation? Basically, his explanation was he felt like it wasn't a deal breaker because he uh, expressed he had grown up in a situation in his in his childhood mm-hmm. where he saw male members of his family having more than one household. Mm-hmm. So he felt like as long as everybody's taken care of and as long as everybody is happy and everybody has what they need, it shouldn't matter whether uh, the man steps out and has another setup someplace, another relationship, possibly another set of kids or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, it's been like 13 years and I didn't know this. How did I not know this? Like right. you sit there. For me, I sit there and I'm like, how did I not know this? Like 
I've never had this conversation. Did that with make you. you somewhat empathetic toward him? I'm just curious. It did make me empathetic towards him, but it doesn't excuse. It's not like, oh, okay, that's cool. Then yeah, we straight <laughs> now. Like no, it, it did- just provided some understanding. Like why you keep doing this and thinking that it's okay. And the fact that so many years have gone by, and I knew that there was something there that kept getting in the way of us even being friendly. Mm. I wanted to know what it was, what was the root of that was. And what it was was I could never understand why not only did you step out on our relationship so many times, mm-hmm. but in addition to that, you seemed to have no remorse about it. Mm. Right? Did you it's, forgive him? Yes. How many times did you forgive him and what made you forgive him? Oh my him? God, you mean throughout our entire yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> journey? Not, not just not this boot camp. Boot camp just, oh my God, in life? Oh. I stopped counting. So many. So what, what, many. What made you forgive him? What made you say, you know what? This is going to be the last time he's not going to do it again. Ah, this t- is going to be the last time. Wait, he's not no, this, do it is again. The, this is the ringer. Mm. The first thing that he admitted uh, on boot camp was that he cheated on me when I, I was pregnant, mm-hmm. right? Which this is going to be an exclusive on this show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? So when we got to the show and then he was like, oh, I cheated on her. And I was like, damn. For real? Like, I mean, I got all this other cheating, but when I was, pre- for, I mean, I suspected. Did you feel like but you wanted to know that? I want to know everything. I want to know what color drawers she was wearing. I want to know everything. Sheesh. Like, I don't want to know I hope she details. wasn't wearing drawers. I hope she at least had a thong on her booty shorts. But, <laughs> but go ahead. What, was what, he using protection but, at least? I mean, I would know. If he wasn't, I would have found out the hard way. But I first found out that he cheated. All these people started coming out the woodwork after I had our child. Mm. Via Twitter, somebody else claimed that they were in the same situation that I was previously in, I, you know, that she was pregnant. Being pregnant, huh? And that is what brought the whole dollhouse down because after that one came out, another one came out, then another one came out, then another one came out. And your older children don't care for him because of that? My oldest daughter is just now coming to a place actually where, where she's like, uh, she's more embracive towards him as a person mm-hmm. and as her sister's dad, you know, but when he was living with us and stuff like that, she was like, mm-mm. So well, how did you forgive him? Like, why? You never answered that. I gave him an ultimatum. And um, the bottom line, I do love him. And there's no judgment so, here. Like, so, you don't no, judge, you just, no. I, and, and I'm comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know you guys. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not worried about the judgment or anything. I love him. So, you know, let's put that on the table. Uh, always have. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, He, obviously, the waterworks, and I don't want our family to break up, Mm -hmm. and and the crying, and the please, let's not do this. I'm sorry. I'll Mm -hmm. try again. I'll do better, blah, blah, blah. But me deciding that I was going to forgive him, I said to him, okay. I said, I will remain your woman on one condition. And he said, what's that? And I said, that you will not any longer get professional help from me. I will be your woman. I will be the mother of your child. I will not be beating the pavement for you as far as driving up and down the turnpike to New York to sit with Steve Rifkin, to sit with Kevin Lyles, to sit with Lior, to sit with this one, that one. Because he's an artist and he wanted you to help him in his career. And these are the people that I've had him. I mean, God bless um, Chris Lighty. I had him sit with him too. Like, the dude's dope. All right, we got more with Moni Love. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Moni Love. So when do you feel that tough changed? If he did change. Like, because, you know, somebody can say, I'm not going to cheat no more. I'm not going to cheat no more. But it has to be a time or a moment where, where it really hits me. And be like, I want to be different. Did he get to that point? The conversation between us would, would give way to that. 
over the last, I would say, two years. Because we've been estranged. He's been living in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I've been living in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so I travel to Philly. I see him. He travels to Atlanta. He sees me, spends time with us. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it's been, I would say, since like 2000, actually more than two years, since like 2017. And that's another reason why when the TV show came to us and was like, uh, would you be interested? Part of our conversation was, might you come back to Philly or might I come out to Atlanta? And I w- I'm still kind of like, are we there yet? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Are we actually there yet? But when, um, y'all, when y'all do argue, do y'all, do y'all still talk about the past a lot? Is that something? We haven't argued, to be quite honest oh, with you. The, the, the arguments that have um, ensued lately are the ones that you see on the show. Mm. We haven't really... We're having to have those tough conversations. Exactly. Correct. Now, mm-hmm. here's a tough conversation. Because while you say you've forgiven him and maybe willing for another chance, there's certain things that you won't do. Like you won't perform oral sex. That's going to take a minute. That's going to take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing, Envy? But that is tough because right, it is true. No, I mean, it is, this, it's the breakfast club and, and we family. It's real talk right now. So. When somebody cheats on you, you do think about that. Like somebody else's mouth has been there. Yeah, it's like it's, this is community. D- but then when do you so say. So you have never done oral to him? Of course. No, oh, she's saying now, now she can. Okay, now right. that it's been. Uh, she made it seem like, you know, like, you know how Jamaican men say they don't eat poom poom? No, 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 like, no. Oh, like no, 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 no. I was, no, no, I was like, saying no. because she doesn't know, because other people have been doing that because he cheated. Okay. Right. And I so sometimes you picture that, right? Like when you're about to do yeah. that. Yeah. So what can he do to, it's just going to take time? What do you it's think just it gonna, is? It's He's just, like, what can he do to get some oral back and get some little it's just gonna t- it would just take time something like that would you know it's just gonna take time but can you do other things like you can still have sex with him but you just can't do that part or you don't want to get physical at all because sometimes being physical with someone is hard when that's happened and you can't block it out for me it's mainly it's, it's the oral thing so it's just that yeah, <laughs> yeah everything else that's, that's the mind blocker right, right. you know he, he has to understand that though a little bit yeah, he does. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he was on the show. He just was being honest because we're forced into this situation right. where you just have to say what, you know, say what it is. But he, he gets it. Is he apologetic now? Is he remorseful? Is he trying to do better? Yeah. You, know, you could just say, I apologize. I, let's get over this. Let's get over this. But it could be like working to right his wrongs. Yes. But there's still uh, questions when it comes to, am I going to move to Atlanta? Uh, are you going to move? I mean, I'm definitely not moving back to Philly. So... You know, we'll, we'll we'll have to finish going through this process. I mean, we obviously have finished going through the process. We just haven't seen it all yet. Exactly. But if he's a musician, if he's a musician, I think Atlanta is the hot spot right now. So it makes more sense for him to move to Atlanta than you to move to Philly, I would say. I would agree. In addition to that, I'll also say that, you know, nobody's an idiot. Everybody sees what's going on on social network platform. I do have a single out. It's called Divine. It has Sky Zoo on it. And, and it has, Tough is on it, too. And it has Tough on it. So I'm sure that people are sitting there like, oh, okay, so... One on one makes two. She didn't help him with his career before. But now, now she's clearly helping him with his career. We already know what happened. We can skip to they got back together and da 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 da. You can say that if you want to. But in this business, as you two very well know, we work with a lot of people that we cannot stand. But you guys have a child together. You're not going to tell you. Yeah, so but y'all got a child together. So. No, we do. So it's so not. It's not that. It's not a time you never did that, and now you did. So. It's not because I healed. Okay. Got you. Now, now we're talking to Moni Love, of course, musician, artist, uh, radio personality, host. Now, Miss Jones, mm-hmm. uh, who started me in Morning Radio, she was on Drink Champ. Shout out to Nori, and um, 
I guess she made a statement that made it seem like you, her, and Tupac had a little thing going on. Had a little, a little treasy treesome. So Pac came, I'm with Moni, and he stopped, and he looks at us, and then we, we, we know what the look means, and we figure it out. Uh -huh. And it was a good day. Yeah. Pac and Moni had some relations. Is there any any truth to that? Um ugh, how do I No. <laughs> no. So where did that come from? Did you, it was nothing, not a kiss, not it's, a peck, not a hug, not a nothing, no insertion. When I was Maybe. when I was around here, the, the timeline's off. When I was around Pac heavily, mm -hmm. I didn't even know Jonesy yet. Mm -hmm. I hadn't met her yet. I remember everything about that night, though. I don't remember whose party it was. If it was uh, the Def Jam Christmas party. I don't I remember. she said Def Jam Christmas party, but go ahead. It was the Def Jam That's Christmas said, party? Believe, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I do remember she and I went together. As a matter of fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she, I, and Angie Martinez rolled up together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Pac being in there, and I remember him walking across the floor to say hi. And we leaned in, and he hugged me, and I think he he hugged Miss Jones too. Mm -hmm. And he leaned over and he hugged me, and he did say something in my ear. Um, wasn't on the same side of my body as Jonesy was on. What he said to me was, uh, "I don't care how many times you get married, uh, you gonna always be my N word." You ever dated Pac? Um, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> what's, you, it, what's it complicated you could call it that he wanted to call it that mm -hmm. I did not mm. but we did sleep in the same bed together every night mm. on tour okay and uh, that is because myself and Queen Latifah's one of Queen Latifah's dancers 007 Allison she's my best friend mm -hmm. um, she and I shared a room and Pac was uh, with Shock G mm -hmm. shared, well not really sharing a room he was just kind of like Camping out and shot because we were. He was. Like, was on, he was on tour life. at the time. Shot it was G tour was life. Humpty Hump. Everybody was, was uh, shacking up so in the right. So when he had company, Pac would be kicked out. Correct. So Pac, me, and 007, Allison, we became like the three stooges. We were always together. If you saw one of us, where's the other two? Mm -hmm. If you saw two of us, where's the other one? He and I became like that also, mm -hmm. where people would be like, where's Mo? What you doing in the hallway? Right. That type vibe. And so, yeah, he, he, he and I got really, really close. And it was like, okay, we, well, we're doing everything else except that. Why don't we do that? This is him talking. Mm -hmm. We're doing everything else. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're playing we house. Kiss, we kiss. Yeah, we're, 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 right. We're playing house. So let's... Play house. Yes. You know, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So you turn Pac down. Mm-mm-mm. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like I turned him down. We, it was <laughs> You loved him as a friend. You loved him as a friend. I didn't want to mess that part yeah. up. Got you. And I felt like if we did cross that threshold, I felt like we were going to mess that part up. So, you know, it, it, I mean, even when we left and we weren't on tour anymore, because we were 18, we were mm -hmm. all on tour together. And when we weren't on tour anymore together and everybody went their separate ways and he started blowing up and he's on the set of Juice and everything... I remember that man called my house because my brother was uh, visiting from England and he was on set because they had met each other mm -hmm. from me and Pop being tight. He mm -hmm. met my brother. My brother lives in England, right? So my brother comes over. He's on the set of Juice. Pop, he's My brother's on the phone with me. Pop takes the phone from him and he's like, come to the set. And I'm like, I am at home in Secaucus with my now husband and baby. Oh, can't do that. Like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and he's still on some, I don't care. 
Like, come to the set. I can see why Will Smith was intimidated. <laughs> Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was he was, he was, was that dude. If he loved you, mm-hmm. man, woman, a child. If he loved you and had that passion for you, that was it. Gotcha. And Moni Love, let's be clear. When you were at that age, everybody was trying to holler at you, too, I'm sure. That's why I cut my hair off and, and taped my boobies down. Because I wanted to be respected as an MC by my fellow MCs. Right, you didn't want to just be looked at as the... Oh, the cute girl. Like, no. Like, I'll eat your food. Give me the mic. <laughs> so you taped your boobies down? Yeah. So they didn't look as big? Yeah. She just didn't want to be as attractive wow. to the guys. Because yeah, and never wore... you. If you pull up any of them old footage of me, clothes. you will never... Exactly. All right, we got more with Moni Love. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Moni Love. Now, also, Jeezy. Jeezy came on your radio show one time. Yes. And he walked off. Yes. Why did you make Jeezy walk off your radio show? I did not. I didn't do anything to that man. What happened with Jeezy? (laughs) You know what? I I mean, to sum it all up, you know what I think happened? Mm -hmm. I think that back then... I was talking to today's Jeezy Mm -hmm. because the things that I see this man doing now Mm -hmm. in the community and I live in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I I closely see and hear about all kinds of things that he's doing in the community to help folks, to help those in need, to Mm -hmm. help kids programs. He's involved in in, in so much charitable work, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I think I was trying to talk to him, not realizing that he wasn't that Jeezy yet. yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys talk after that? No, I've never seen him. Never seen I've him. never really? seen him again Atlanta, since And that. you live in Atlanta. Yeah, I've never seen him again. Wow. Yeah. But there's was, no hard feelings. I don't think so. I mean, not for me. I mean, maybe <laughs> for him because um, there was a mixtape that he put out and uh, my daughter was at her godfather's in Atlanta and this was maybe four or five years after this incident happened mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter sang on the song. It was called The Greatest and um, he removed her what? from it. So I don't know if that, I mean, Jeezy, if you're listening, if it had nothing to do with me, I'd appreciate you telling my daughter because she holds that grudge against me forever. <laughs> it's your fault, mom. It's your fault, mom, you know. So, you know, help me out, Jeezy, with my kid, you know. And what do you think about fem- female MCs now? And the reason I ask is because you said you had to tie down your breasts so they wouldn't look big. You didn't write and now it's too much like, about sexual. You were more, yeah, you wanted to be respected yeah. as a lyricist MC. But now you got your Cardi B's, your Megan Thee Stallions, your Nicki Minaj's, after you, your Little Kim's, your Foxy Brown's. So what right. do you feel about female MC's today? Honestly, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with saying nowadays, mm-hmm. because back then we did have late female artists, my mm-hmm. sisters in rhyme, mm-hmm. that had that book which I feel like a lot of my younger sisters now take a page out of that book, you know, with being uh, sexually in charge. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a matter of choice as far as it's so hard for a woman back then mm-hmm. to get any type of play mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. that I felt like I needed to be just as intricate as the guys. Right. So my school of emceeing, <clears throat> you know, singers do scales. I would listen to Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. Recite the beginning of set it off. Literal, get bold. I just can't hold back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I go through that whole thing. That's, right. that's me doing scales. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my choice back then. Even though you had the salt and pepper that was very tongue-in-cheek, very sexually aware and in charge. And then from salt and pepper, you get more explicit with uh, Foxy and with mm-hmm. Kim. And 
oh yeah, I'd be reciting their rhymes and at parties and loving, you know, their mm-hmm. parts and stuff. Fans, a fan. But for me personally, how I want it to come across was really formulated in the walks of the guys, the greats. Be- you were like one me. of the guys. This is true. Mm-hmm. And then you and Queen Latifah had a great relationship back then. I'm sure that helped you too. It did. It definitely did because uh, I, I met Latifah when she came to London. Um, I met a few artists before I even moved to this country. Mm-hmm. I met Jay-Z before I moved to this country. Mm-hmm. That was... They had to check in with Moni Love in London before... No, this. no. <laughs> Moni Love was a bubbling, coming up UK MC mm-hmm. that nobody knew. You know, Jazzo and, and, and Jay-Z were in London living it big time back in like 88. They were in this huge... I have, I'm born and raised in England and I never saw an apartment that looked like that in England or a flat as we call it. I've never so seen they that. they there for a little bit? They were there for like, I don't know, like five months, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, they were working in a state-of-the-art studio. It was crazy. And um, I only... We always I only, see the picture. We always see the picture of the studio with the Mercedes out, out front of it, I think I seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only got over there because there was a girl in a rival crew named Donna, and she was in a, a UK group, girl group called She Rockers. Mm-hmm. And my big sisters were the Cookie Crew. She Rockers and Cookie Crew were... They were not <laughs> friendly with each other. So... For me and Donna to be cool was kind of like, we got to keep this on the low. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she worked out of the same studio and she was signed to the same label. And she came one day and was like, oh, there's these guys, they're from the States and they're working on a song. They need a female voice. I already did something with them, so I can't do this. Would you come and just, it's, I think they just want three words said, I love and it, I love it. That's it. That's what you have to do. You work for the day. I was like, okay. So I went over there. So she introduced me to Jazzo. She introduced me to Jay-Z. And then I sat down in the booth, put the headphones on, did a couple of takes of saying, I love it. I don't even know what what it was for. Yeah, I'm like, Mm -hmm. did it come out or something? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, (laughs) But I was, well, I was like 17 and I got paid 500 pounds, which was $1,000 at the time. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so I didn't ask questions. And then after that, you know, we we hung out Mm -hmm. some because they were there for such a long time. So that's how I got to go to see where they were being put up, you know. And then um, that's when Jay and I got cool. So that's how he knew me before I even moved to this country. So by the time I got here, he he turned into like one of the most annoying big brothers ever mm-hmm. rolling up on me wherever it's like he had hip hop radar mm-hmm. or something cause I'd be I remember one night I had an argument with some friends at Sunrise Movie Theater and I, I left and I was walking down Sunrise Highway by myself Long Island walking down Sunrise by yourself he pulls up in a red uh, Acura Legend mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about who did you come here with where did you come from? <laughs> did Jay have Rockefeller at that time? No. Not, not even then? No, Jay didn't have anything but Hawaiian Sophie. Wow. Do you still feel celebrated to this day? Because, you know, whenever I see you, I'm excited. When I first met you, it was on Drink Champs. That's and I, right. That's yeah, the first time we, you had Moni? Well, this is a while ago. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we were in Miami. Yeah. We were both guest hosting. It was the Revolt Music Conference That's right. years That's ago. That's right. And I was like, oh, shoot, Moni Love is here. It was exciting. Because sometimes you meet people and they're not as nice as you would have hoped they would be. True. I get Moni's it. too nice. Moni's yeah, always nice. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, met, I was talking to Moni uh, this week and we had an event out in Florida. So Moni gets on the bus and has to run to the bathroom, right? Then when she comes out after she washes her hands, she hugs everybody. Was like, "I'm so sorry for not speaking, but I just really had to go to the bathroom." Like, we get it, Moni. Moni's always super nice. Always super it's true. Nice. Always super nice. Yes. Well, I'm happy that everybody is still celebrating you because I know you are also doing a special. Well, they are doing a special on Moni Love. You're doing um, unsung. Yeah. 
I, I'm a fan of that show. When does it come out? Um, I think they're scheduling to air that in March. Okay. Yeah, of of uh, of 22. So that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. And Moni, we appreciate you for joining us. Always. Such a pleasure. It's Moni Love, ladies yep. and gentlemen. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So Diddy is hoping to revive Sean John. Is looking to purchase it for $3.3 million. Now let me break it down. Diddy sold a majority of Sean John to Global Brands Group Holding in 2016. He got millions of dollars for it. The company that happened, uh, that has it, uh, is currently filing for bankruptcy. So they have to let go everything. So now Diddy's trying to buy his brand back for $3.3 million. He put the uh, bid out yesterday, and uh, anybody who wants to purchase, po- possibly buy it has until December 15th to put their bids in. So Diddy's uh, rebuying Sean John, which I think is pretty dope if he gets it. Uh, I'm not mad at Sean John. I feel like uh, Sean John for lawsuits will always be classic. But I'm also so. 43 years old, so don't listen to me. Nah, they, okay. they still look classic. I just wouldn't wear my Sean John Velour as baggy as I used to, but I definitely would rock me an all-black Sean John Velour with, you know, some all-white Pumas or something. I would do that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't, I can't see another company buying Sean John but Diddy. I, I can't see it. I, I don't see anybody else being able to market it, to promote it, but Diddy and his artists and his team, right? I, I think. Um, Not true. Only, only reason I say not true is because, um, you know, Diddy, first of all, I would love to see Diddy own it again, but Diddy put so much marketing and promotion into it that if somebody else was to buy that company and put out an all-black Sean John Velour, we would buy it, bro. I don't think so. I, I, buy I, it. I think the same thing with like Rockefeller. Like Rockefeller, if Jay-Z's not promoting Rockefeller and then somebody else, it just doesn't feel the same to me. That's not true. That's Jay-Z, he don't, he's, he don't own Rockefeller. Well, he owns part of it, but he don't promote Rockefeller now. Right. And you still would buy, uh, you'd still buy a t-shirt with the Reasonable Dot album cover on it. You absolutely would. That, but yes, I, you would. But I wouldn't, buy a Rocco, I wouldn't buy a Rockefeller T-shirt or a Rockefeller jeans like I did before. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Oh no, yeah, honestly, you probably won't. Not not Rock Nation. Not not Rockefeller clothes. But Correct. Deshaun John Velour, I think it's been promoted enough that if I saw one right now in a store, I would probably buy it. But they still got Sean John in airports. I think in Atlanta they got an airport. I see him every once in a while. I don't even know if they open. Do they got the Velour though? Bring back that Velour. All right. Well, let me buy it in my size this time. All right, well, Cardi B says it's a dream come true to be the first ever Playboy creative uh, director in residence. So, according to press released by People, Cardi will provide artistic direction across co-branded fashion and sexual wellness merchandise collections, digital uh, editorial, experimental activations, and more. Cardi B will serve as the founding creative director and founding member of Playboy's upcoming creator-led platform, Centerfold. That's pretty dope, right? Now, Centerfold will be Playboy's social yeah. content platform that will offer creators tools to directly interact with fans. So it's it sounding like, it, maybe I'm wrong, but it's sounding kind of like an OnlyFans where fans can get close and, and up, up close and personal online with their favorite Playboy bunnies. I mean, I, I feel like Playboy needs that because I, I wonder what Playboy has to offer in 2021 going into 2022 because of the era that we live in with OnlyFans and people busting it open all over social media Correct. and all these other platforms. It's like, what 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 does Playboy really offer you right. nowadays? Do they even have nude, nude women in Playboy anymore? I don't know. I, I don't even know the last time I seen a Playboy magazine. 
Yeah, I remember when people used to say they used to read Playboy for the articles. So maybe, you know, Cardi can help get their articles popping again. stupid. Now, also, uh, Charlemagne, it seems on Jeopardy, he was uh, a question on Jeopardy, which is pretty dope. Let's listen. TV 2000. Last clue. He hosts The God's Honest Truth. Amy. Was Charlemagne the God? That's correct. Wow, that takes you to 25,000. That was pretty dope. I thought that was dope for the culture. Hey, dropping the clues bombs for Amy, man. You know? I don't know what to tell you other than I'm kind of a big deal. You know, I have to stop acting like I'm not. I just do. Sorry. Yo, you are stupid, man. Now, Char- I really, I really just, I really just, I really just have to stop acting like I'm not a big deal because I am. And you can catch the God's Honest Truth every Friday night at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Tonight we have uh, Miss Megan Good on. So tune in. All right. Now, the Post reported that Charlemagne spoke to Jalene Rose and he spoke about the importance of mental health and who he wants to make amends with. What celebrity would you like to make amends with? Oh, uh, man. Probably, uh, probably Nicki Minaj. We used to be really cool. I, I was very vocal about not liking uh, the Anaconda record, mm-hmm. you know, b- b- back in the day. I got a lot of respect for Nikki. What Nikki has done is, is you know, unprecedented. Like, she revitalized female hip-hop over the past decade. Like, all of these new artists, every single one of them, from Cardi to Meg to whoever, you know, it's because of Nikki. Nikki opening that lane again. Where the hell did that crazy-ass music come from? Why did it have that dramatic music behind know. it just now? I don't know. Salute to my guy Jalen Rose, I was on his podcast, uh, Renaissance Man. And that was an interesting question nobody nobody ever asked me. And that's, that's was truly the first thing that came to my, my mind was, man, Nikki. Because, yeah. you know, Nikki, Nikki, me and Nikki was super cool. And Nikki, you know, we used to show each other a lot of love. I was even on uh, Nikki's second album, the Pink, the Pink Friday album. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I saw a lot of the barbs yesterday saying uh, those Atlantic, those Atlantic smear campaign checks must have dried up. Did they dry up? If he's saying stuff like this, man, please. Atlantic ain't got enough money to ever pay me to speak for them on any level. Yeah, but nah, uh, shout out to Nicki Minaj, all right? Now, um, yeah, salute to Nicki. Do we have the uh, OK Cyrus in? Yeah, we do have it in. So uh, I guess they say Drake and, o- and OK Cyrus, that's his name, right? YK Osiris. Uh, I guess they had some bets, and he lost, and YK Osiris had to sing off his debt. You owe me 60 bands, and you have to perform the song right now in the crib. What are we talking about? What are you talking about? I'm giving you an out. The full performance, though. The real though. That's funny as hell. But if I was YK Osiris, instead of paying that 60000 I would sing it too. Wouldn't you? Or would you pay the debt? I mean, it just depends. Man. Nah, I'll be, I mean, I'm singing. Know, sometimes those, the, hey, th- those home performances for people that are richer than you don't always turn out well. Because the last time we saw that was when Ray J was playing the piano <laughs> in Floyd's house. Next thing you know, he was cursing out fabulous. Now, things ended great for Ray J. Not ended, but, you know, they're going great for Ray J. Now, salute to Ray J and Raycon, a $100 million plus company. Y'all actually need to pay more attention to what Ray J is doing in the tech world. But, um, yeah, I don't know why I Osiris. YK Osiris, I definitely would have paid it. I ain't mad at that. I'd have, I'd have definitely been singing to it. It's just something very... I don't know, man. I'm not mad at it, but it's just something very, like... I don't know. Dance for the chicken, boy. It is dance for the chicken. <laughs> it is the little dance for the chicken, boy. Hey, yeah, I don't know, I man. I ain't gonna give you that 60000 I'll give you the world. I, I would have been saying that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving me that donkey to? Uh, man, we need Daryl Brooks to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. If you don't remember who Daryl Brooks is, I'll refresh your memory. All right, we'll get into that next. Let's get into some new music. This is new Mary J. Blige, MJB. 
It's called Morning. Good morning, gorgeous. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's here. The most star-studded black western ever made. The Harder They Fall, directed by James Samuel. Alongside a killer soundtrack that features original songs by Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, and more. Watch now on Netflix and stream the soundtrack now on all platforms. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Friday, December 3rd, goes to a brother named Daryl Brooks. Uh, Daryl is 39 years old, and you may or may not know his name, but... You are aware of his action, if you've been paying attention to the news, okay? Unless, of course, you forgot already. But Daryl is the man accused of killing six people and injuring dozens more with his SUV at the Wisconsin Christmas Parade. Now, I realized something about myself this year, and it's something uh, COVID and, you know, or more like the quarantine, my social anxiety, and my astrological sign cancer made me realize. Number, uh, number one, as a cancer, I'm a natural homebody. I enjoy being at home. Okay, last year during the pandemic, uh, quarantine actually eliminated one of my anxieties, which was parental paranoia, because when you can't go anywhere and your kids are doing virtual school and you know exactly where your wife is and you know Everybody, the whole family is safe on God is the best feeling in the world. And when it comes to social anxiety, not having to be anywhere, not having to go anywhere, not having to be around people and be forced to make small talk. I don't have time for that. I like being around my people, my tribe. I like being around people who I feel comfortable around. I am protecting my peace and my energy at all costs. I'm saying all that to say I don't like crowds. Okay, not even a little bit. God bless everyone who likes to do things where there are large crowds, but Leonard McKelvey is not one of those people. Why? Because the bigger the crowd, the more chance for some crazy. And what did your Uncle Charlotte tell you on this radio all the time? Every day of our lives, we are trying to do one thing, and that's avoid crazy, all right? The larger the crowd, the more opportunity it is for you to run into some crazy, or in the case of Daryl Brooks, for some crazy to run into you. Can I refresh your memory on what happened with Daryl Brooks? Let's go to CBS News for the report, please. Out of that deadly Christmas parade crash in Wisconsin, we're learning more about the suspect in connection with deadly rampage in Waukesha. Now at least five people were killed, dozens more hurt when an SUV sped through the parade. CBS 2's Nancy Chen with more. CBS News has learned the suspect in the deadly SUV incident at a holiday parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, has been identified as Daryl Brooks. A law enforcement official tells CBS News preliminary information indicates he was fleeing another crime at the time, turning the celebration to horror in an instant. It's actually six people killed now. Uh, I think they said a young child died, so he's about to get hit with another, another murder charge now. Daryl Brooks made a choice. We don't know what the factors, okay, that led to that choice were. We don't know all the factors. Could be drugs, could be alcohol, all right? Could be mental health issues, could be just pure evil, could be a combination of all four. We don't know. All we know is that man, you know, has to deal with the consequences of his actions. You kill six, injure dozens, you go into prison for life, and we'll figure out what your internal issues are in there. Uh, his mom actually said he's dealt with mental health issues all his life. 
I believe her. There's too many red flags that show that. But what's nuts is even in prison, he won't get that help either. That's the way the game goes. All right. Those are the rules, period. The system is not there for you when you need the help that can prevent this kind of stuff. Uh, Them not providing the help causes this kind of stuff to happen. And then when it happens, you have to go to prison for the rest of your life and probably still not get the help you need. It's nuts. All right. Doesn't help that Daryl is also a career criminal and registered sex offender. So there was a lot of red flags. I'm sure that some could, you know, point to that would eventually lead to this kind of violence. But what scares me about these types of individuals I don't know if scares me is the right word. What I think concerns me, okay, with these kind of individuals is the fact that regardless of what they do to others, they absolutely positively can't really see the error in their ways. So much so that Daryl Brooks is playing the victim. What do you mean, Charlemagne, Daryl Brooks is playing the victim? Well, let's go to Fox 6 News. Fox 6 News, Milwaukee, for the report, please. On Wednesday, Brooks spoke out for the first time from his jail cell to Fox News Digital, telling two reporters he was being dehumanized and demonized. He said his mother had not visited him, but the two are very close. Play that one more time. On Wednesday, Brooks spoke out for the first time from his jail cell to Fox News Digital, telling two reporters he was being dehumanized and demonized. He said his mother had not visited him, but the two are very close. If you can't see what you did wrong in hindsight, then you damn sure won't be able to stop yourself from doing something wrong before you do it. He feels like he's being dehumanized. He said he feels like he's being demonized. Daryl, you killed six people, injured dozens more. You tried to run over the mother of your child with your car just a week prior. Sir, mister, if you can't see why people think you're a monster, then you need Lasix. All right, at the least contacts, bare minimum glasses, because if you can't see why you are being demonized, then I don't know what to tell you. It reminds me of this quote, to realize that you do not understand is a virtue. Not to realize that you do not understand is a defect. There's definitely a defect here. All right. And what I need everybody to know is there are consequences to your actions. I know social media This era we live in got people in this generation thinking there are no real consequences to their actions, like they can just do things and get away with it. But when you kill six people and injure dozens, you will end up in this dehumanizing place where they will demonize you. And that place is called prison. Need I say more? Please let Remy Ma give Daryl Brooks the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you dumb? All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, mm-hmm. Berna will be joining us. Of course, Berna's from the West Coast. He owns the Marijuana Line Cookies. I know you've probably seen it all over the place, but he has a new album. And we're going to talk to him about his new album. We're also going to talk about him uh, fighting cancer. He has colon, had cancer, colon cancer. We'll tell you about that as well. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Burner. My up, guy. Brother? What up, brother? How's it going? I'm feeling great. Now, how are you doing, first and foremost? I'm doing good, man. Mind over matter. Okay. Now, for people that don't know, we reported this a couple of months ago about Burner uh, having cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, your, your fight with cancer. And are you cancer-free now? Yeah and no. Okay. So they removed... Um, about a foot and a half from the colon, and they removed some lymph nodes around it, and uh, I thought it was in the clear. I thought it was good. And they said everything, they did a biopsy. Everything came back negative for cancer, but 
because it was a late stage two, almost a stage three. And they said they did some like research on the blood floating around. They might feel like it might try to find another home. So they're recommending right when I get back to the to the West Coast chemo for like three to six months, which is like a my biggest nightmare. But I feel like, man, I'm so blessed to have found it. Right. And uh, I wanted to sh- share some game with you guys. Yeah, well, first of all, what type of cancer was it? It's colon oh, cancer. Colon cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is um, one in three people will be diagnosed with cancer in their life, mm-hmm. right? And uh, 71% of the people getting the cancer or getting cancers are not commonly screened. Like colon cancer, I'm 38. You know what I mean? So there's a company out there called Grail that does this test, and I want everyone to, that's watching this if you guys got cancer in your family history. They have a test called Gallery, and it detected my colon cancer through a blood test, and they screen for 50 other types of cancer. So, you know, majority of the people dying from cancer are Latin Americans, African Americans. It's important for us to, like, stay vigilant on our bodies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you have a family history of yeah. cancer as well. So I know for you, was that was something that you were actually just going to get tested because of your family history, or was it a standard? I didn't even go to get tested for cancer. I, I hired a uh, personal doctor really randomly. Shout out to Dr. J. Hired him out of nowhere. I just thought, I'm successful. I should have someone really looking after me, right? Within a week of hiring him, I went there to go get my antibodies test. I started doing indoor shows again. So I want to make sure that the vaccine was doing its job on my body. He said, hey, I'm the only doctor in the country that administers this test that screens for cancer. You want to take it? I said, hell yeah, I want to take it. And where's this doctor located? In California? San Francisco, California, yep. So hopefully more doctors get educated on this technology. Here's another crazy thing. It just came out in July. I got screened in September. Wow. Mm. So I'm just like... It was like a... um. It was like God's plan. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel that so strongly because what made me want to go get a private doctor? You know how it is. We lived a fast life. Did you feel something though? Was something wrong? Nah, nothing was wrong. Nothing at all. So you didn't feel anything off? It was like, let me just go whatever, whatever. I just started thinking like, I'm doing everything right. What am I not doing right right now? I should probably get someone to look after me. Probably make sure my body's good. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And the as private hell. doctor just said, "Hey, there's this new treatment, this new uh, thing where we can test for this. It's called Grail. Let's just try it out." Yeah. Holy and, cow. And that's scary. So how do how do you move differently after that now? Because are, are, have you made some lifestyle changes? Are there things like you said you are very successful right mm-hmm. now? So are there things you're like, okay, I got to live like this? Well, three things. First thing is like doing everything you always wanted to do. Because now you know, you know, no, knowing you have cancer is the hardest part about it. Because that word is just so scary, right? So the first thing I started doing was everything I always wanted to do, and getting that off, right? And then pre-surgery, I had to go into like intermittent fasting, like fruits and vegetables only, no rice, no meat, no nothing, mm-hmm. it was tough. But then after surgery, because they messed with my colon, or removed you know, a lot of my colon, I could only do solid foods. Now going back into chemo, I'm gonna have to change my diet again. So it's a, it's a trip, it's all learning experience, but I just feel so blessed that I caught that because they told me another six months without addressing it, I'd be dead. Wow. Wow. Straight up. And, and you know, I see things like what just happened to Virgil. Rest in peace to him. That shit hits different. Because mm-hmm. look how young he was. 41. 41. Mm-hmm. Right? So. And he found out like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's how quickly. Yeah, because if, if you don't catch it right in time, that, that thing is just going to do its, its thing to your body. It's crazy. It's like. And especially during COVID right now, too. Well, that's another that thing. So a lot of people during COVID were not really paying attention to their body or any symptoms because they were scared to go to the doctor or yeah, hospital. they tell you don't go to the hospital unless you have to. And also the doctors and hospitals are short-staffed and whatnot. So 
Weird time for us. Absolutely. So you you when you recorded this album, you were recording this album like this might be your last. A hundred percent. Like that's the first, when I got the call, the first thing I did was like, <clears throat> well, I was blown away. I was like, oh, no way, right? And I was like, all right, cool. Picked up the phone, called my best friend Cosmo, told him, man, book the studio, and you got to go crazy. Like, I want you to have, you have no budget for production. Like, just go crazy. Let's have fun with this. Because I literally recorded um, all the way up until the day before surgery. I didn't go home. I couldn't look at my kids. I couldn't look at the wife. I couldn't look at the dogs. I'm like, yo, this is, because it's a roller coaster. You find out you have cancer through blood, right? And then... You go to do a colonoscopy and they find out if they can remove what they found and they tell you they can't. Then you go do a CT scan and see if it spreads and then it didn't. Then you plan a surgery and then after surgery it's a biopsy and then you have to wait to see what the next move is. So we're talking about a month of a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not just gonna sit at home and be feeling sorry for myself. I'm about to go knock out the best album I possibly can mm -hmm. and do some bucket list shit. You know, man, and you started it off with future draped up. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean that was yeah. like uh, that's what put us into like real album mode because I I just cut the verse to that and I was like, you know who sound crazy on this future? I made a couple phone calls, got him on the phone. He's about his he's about his business. He made that happen the same day, and, and I just turned up like the morale for the album. Then I started trying to put together you know timeless records. Now, of course, you're in the marijuana business. What did they say as far as marijuana and, and the cancer that you had? So when I called, um, I just dropped a documentary called Mind Over Matter, and it was just show like the whole process of me talking to my doctors, doing the music. And so when I was talking to her, she was like, yeah, you can't smoke for a week after your surgery. I or she said, you can't smoke after the surgery. I said, oh, no, that's going to be a problem. Smoke, she means smoke forever? No, just like for a while. Because, okay. you know, the inside wounds need to heal. Mm -hmm. And I said, ma'am, I need you to be honest with me. I need that shit for the soul. Like, how long? She was like, at least wait a week. I waited four days and I called my doctor. I said, Dr. J, for the soul, I need to hit the weed right now because it's painful, man. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, You can't do I, an edible? I can't handle edibles. Bernard said he don't do edibles. I, I know, but it. I'm just saying at a time like this when you're yeah. like, okay, the smoke is not good for but you. But you know what? Like, I feel like if I would have done edibles, I might have been starting to trip off how my body felt because edibles, you really feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. So if I started feeling something weird, I might have had a panic attack or something. You can't but... do like micro dosing though? Like a... Yeah, you can. I'm a stubborn flower smoker, though. Like, I have to hit the weed. Like, I have to hit the weed. And so when I called him, he said, Burn, it's only been four days. I said, Doc, please. He said, all right, go ahead. Blast off. I said, for sure. At least you were honest with your doctor. A lot of people are not honest with their doctors, and I yeah. never understand why. Like, he's protecting you. He's he saved my life. Yeah. Straight up. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to listen to what he has to say for sure. Well, talking to your record right now, what record you want to hear? Let's hear Too Many Goats. Introduce Please. It. Yeah, no, nah, this is Too Many Goats, produced by my brother Cosmo, featuring Rick Ross. Nas and Jada Kiss, as well as Kevin Cossum, and I think it's a star studded record. That was Too Many Goats, Burner, Nas, Rick Ross, and Jada Kiss. We're still kicking with Burner. Now, Burner, of course, he owns the Cookies uh, Marijuana line, and he has a new album, Gotti. All right, now, now, how did you get the concept of the album Gotti? And how did you get John Gotti's actual vocals on the album? Yeah, it made it so special. I mean, I do my albums, so I got 43 albums out right now maybe 44 and I do kind of like trilogies like themes and so and I did uh, Russ Buffalino I have Polly Cicero and I wanted to end the Mafia trilogy as hard as possible like what's the best way I could do that I was like well I kind of felt like the world was coming at me I gotta call this album Gotti so I made a couple phone calls um, and while I was in the studio dealing with all this stuff I got a call like yo you gotta fight in New York on Friday and I was like like this Friday he's like yeah you sit down with John Jr I'm like oh shit. 
I looked at my thing. I'm like, only two day notice. All right, let's go. So how did, first of all, how'd you get in touch with John Gotti's son? I just made I just made some calls. And the junior, he's he's what? He's like forty something, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in his forties. Yeah. Okay. So you were trying to clear the name Gotti, and that's yeah. why you were reaching out just to let him mm -hmm. know. Listen, this is what I want to call. I went to school yeah. with him. He was a senior when I was a freshman. You did? That, yeah. Yeah, so I, I pulled up on him and we spent about 14 hours together and we just talked and he was he was very honest with me uh, straight up like I, you want to use my father's name and image for this album like I don't even really listen I don't even listen to rap at all and, you know and I don't really know what you're about but I'll do some homework and through after you know hours and hours of chilling we started bonding he was cool as hell like I picked it to an Italian restaurant yeah <laughs> so I mean Zeppelis and just pasta. like super 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 cool experience mm -hmm. and uh you know after doing some research it came back and said yo my family knows who you are everyone actually knows who you are except me mm -hmm. so you know I've, i got some great feedback on who you are and uh, i'm gonna come out to la and see you while you're working on the album maybe i could bring some unreleased audio of my father i'm like oh shit. i'm like okay here we go mm -hmm. um so he pulled up to la popped in some tapes um this was all stuff that the feds recorded of his father mm. and he actually ended up subpoenaing the fed uh sending the feds a subpoena to get these audios to prove his innocence when he was fighting up uh, they were trying to give my boy the death sentence mm. um, John Gotti Jr. beat five Rico acts he's probably one of the best when it comes to like his defense team so he got these tapes back and so the fact he let me use these with the album and um, it just made everything so much that turned up everything so much more that's when I was like alright now we're really in the album mode we got the blessing from the family you know I got the weight of like the legacy on my shoulder like mm -hmm. let's just go crazy Wow. So now how, how was talking to the son? Was the son cool? Did it give you did it give you like mafia vibes and, and extremely did it make you nervous at all? Nah, he's such a gentleman, man. Mm -hmm. Um, but extremely mafia vibes. You know, uh, just manners, characteristic, respect, man of his word, very precise. Like there was no like everything he said he was gonna do, he did above and beyond. I'm actually gonna go have dinner with him tonight. Nice. I mean, him and the whole family. I mean, he's he's gonna be my friend for life. He's called me and checked on me about my cancer situation more than some of my partners have. That's you know? great. So now I got a, a good friend. Now you also have this song, First 48. It feels like you were talking about somebody specific or in particular, uh, or a lot of different people. You know, just people telling themselves on the internet. You know, I always joke about like, man, I don't even have to watch First 48 anymore. You go to Instagram, people are just lining up real cases. I mean, the, Instagram is the single biggest source of information for the feds and for you know, law enforcement to to rile up cases on people. And so I felt like, man, what the f are y'all doing? Right. What, what is people really doing right now, telling on themselves like And this? when you really have it too, it's not like the best idea to be flossing like that. I, I wear this, you know, when I have to wear it, but I really am a low key guy. I don't really, you know, and I've never showed a bunch of money on the internet. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, besides telling on yourself, you're gonna have people running up in your home and stuff like that. So. First 48 for me, it was just kind of like, man, it's, what's really going on? Because people get blindsided by the internet and they just want to show off so much. And it's probably not the right thing for, for them, but let alone their whole crew. You know? Yeah, we've seen some crazy things happening. Whole we lot. were just talking about um, earlier how now uh, debt collectors can actually contact you on social media. Man, so. I wouldn't even <laughs> doubt it. I mean, social media has been become crazy. It's mm -hmm. just it's nuts. People don't really think about what they're posting when they post it. Bucket list. All right, because you talked about that earlier, and it's a song on the album. Mm -hmm. So what were some things on your bucket list that you had to accomplish? Well, I definitely want to take my I definitely want to take my kid to Spain and, and out here to New York. I told my daughter we're going to start traveling soon. Dope. And she's an entrepreneur too, right? Yeah, she's an entrepreneur for sure. I'm just teaching her about life. Um, I think some of the lineups on these records was bucket list. I think doing an album like Gotti, where I actually really rolled it out and put respect on it, was bucket list. And mm -hmm. 
doing a record with Pockets Bucket List, and you know, there's is that record on the on the album? Nah, it's 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 happening probably for the deluxe. Okay, because yeah. I heard that you had a Pac on it, so I looked, I listened to the album, and I didn't hear it. I was like, well, maybe he didn't put it out yet, or maybe he couldn't yeah. get clearance or something. You know, now nah, the stage has been super cool about it, and we've just been going back and forth. We're trying to find something that would fit like my kind of style, you know, just with what I'm talking about. So. You know, hey, God willing, it will happen. But if that happens, that's the ultimate life goal right there. So, All right. Well, Burner, we appreciate you for joining us. And thank for the goodies. We appreciate this, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, smoke that up, man. That's some <laughs> Bernie Hanna butter right there. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. It's Burner. The Breakfast Club. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are yes. The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Hey. But 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 you ever have bubble gut so bad that you start retracing your 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 food steps from the day before, like you just wake up, and never mind. All right, happy Friday. All right, let's get to the rumors. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Remember that old song when you're up on the ladder and your butt starts to splatter diarrhea. Hearing something splatter diarrhea. Yeah, diarrhea. All right. All right, well, let's get to That's some... exactly where I'm at with it this morning. Goodness gracious, too much information. Now, let's get to it. New Music Fridays, Polo G. He released uh, Hall of Fame 2.0, the deluxe album. It's uh, more of another album, less of a deluxe album. He uh, has 14 new songs. Moneybag Yo is a feature. Little Baby, Annalie Chopper, just to name a few. Uh, let's play a snippet of one of his joints. This is the one with Baby, Little Baby. It's called Don't Play. Selling my car, I'm unstoppable, nigga. Thank God. Go on top until we should be arguing. I've been chilling, I hope you ain't thinking I lost it. I really want to know how that works. What you mean? Like, I want to know how that works. What's the science in adding uh, 14 new records and calling it a deluxe album? Because, see, back in my day, uh, 14 new songs was just a whole new project. Like, does the label pay you for those extra records? Is that to help boost sales for, you know, that... The, the album that you already put out? Like, I genuinely want to know. I have no idea. Well, deluxe albums usually is to help boost sales and give people more so they go back and stream it again or buy it again. But uh, it doesn't just have to 14 be... 14 songs? It doesn't have to be in your day. But even now, at 14 songs, it seems a lot for a deluxe album. Um, Nardo, Hell yeah. Nardo Wick released his uh, album, Who Is Nardo Wick? You know Nardo Wick, Who Wants Smoke With Me? Who Wants Smoke With Me? Yeah, so he released his new project today. Styles P and Havoc. Uh, they did an album together. It's called Wreckage Manor. They released that today. What? Yes. Excuse me? Styles P and Havoc? So Havoc producing? Yes. Oh, I need that in my life. Yes. Uh, it was actually that like, come up That sounds like a dope. Uh, but somebody was on vacation. Who? Yes. You? Who? Too big to who? be an owl. You? Oh. Uh. Yeah, so oh, I need that adult contemporary hip hop in my life. I'm listening to that today. I think they're gonna stop through next week. And also ESTG, Bigger Than Life or Death Part Two. Uh they released an album. He released the album today too. Burner released his album. We just spoke to Burner as well. Now some more new music. Rick Ross uh released a, a record featuring the dream. It's called Little Havana. I released Omarion, he began the fears. Double limb the kids, now we back to beers. 36 a brick, baby, here it is. My niggas in designer, but we militant. I got the city on my back, and that's just what it is. There is a conversation we aren't having, but we need to. What conversation? And that is conversation that? is that conversation is Rick Ross makes some of the best music in hip hop history. He just does. Rick Ross makes better music than 95% of every rap artist that has ever existed. I'm talking about music. I'm talking about 
the beats he picks, the concepts he raps about, the hooks, song structure, everything. Rick Ross makes better music than 95% of every rapper that has ever lived. Yeah, you want to argue, let's argue. You can't argue that. I can't argue with that. I, I think that's true. I think his mind, the way he picks beats, the way he does his thing, absolutely. I think Rick Ross should. And this is going to sound stupid, but I think, because I guess this is beneath him, but he should be an A&R. The way he picks music, the way he picks features, the that's, way he picks right. hooks. He, you're absolutely good. right. What? No, no, no. I mean, you're absolutely right that that's beneath him. Don't ever disrespect the boss. No, like but that. but he does. That, that's, <laughs> okay. but that's what an A&R does. But you can't give him that title. But that's what he does. That's what he's great at, in my opinion. So Diddy, yeah, yeah, the same thing Diddy does, Khaled, to Dr. Dre's over the years. Mm -hmm. Put Ross in that category is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Now, now why did Omarion catch a straight? I was going to say now? that. He said I released Omarion to catch a little fizz. He even said something about Meek in there as well. Uh, i let you rap. Really? Just get close to Meek, yeah. He said something about Meek in there as well. So you could pick that up today. Now, um, since you spoke about DJ Khaled, Khaled uh, and Mary J. Blige released a, a single. It's called Amazing. Let's hear that. <laughs> Right, that was Mary. I gotta go listen to that whole thing. Did y'all pay? Did y'all pay homage to Mary J. Blige this week? Because uh, uh, Monday, uh, November 29th was the 27 year anniversary of my life. Did y'all pay homage to Mary J. in the proper way? Uh, we were the same place you were on vacation. Oh well, I actually uh, that day I had taped. Um, I was on I was on uh, Andy Cohen with Mary J. Blige mm -hmm. on that day. We had taped it prior, but. I was on Andy Cohen that Monday with her. But that was the 27-year anniversary of the greatest R&B album of all time in my life. Fight me. All right. If you, well, don't think other, if you think otherwise. There's some other new music. Juice World and Justin Bieber wandered to L.A. Uh, SZA, I Hate You, Joyner Lucas, Little Dirk, Rambo, Corday, Little Wayne, Sinister, and Blast About You. Some new singles that came out today. So you can definitely check them out. All right. And that is your rumor report. All right. Damn, that's a lot. Also, too, man, make sure you check out uh, my late night talk show, The God's Honest Truth, comes on tonight at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. We have uh, Megan Good on as a guest tonight, and we're also uh, discussing why owning a legal firearm in America for a black person is a form of self-care. So uh, tonight, 10 p.m. on Comedy Central, The God's Honest Truth, and you can stream it on Paramount+. Plus. All right. Well, we're about to get in the mix. Uh, this week, they laid uh, Young Dolph. Uh, rest in peace to Young Dolph. And uh, we're going to play yes, some indeed. Young Dolph. We're going to start the mix off with some Young Dolph. All right. And don't forget uh, my car show. Less than uh, eight days away. Nine days away, actually. All right. Next Sunday in Miami. Oh. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. Your favorite celebrity cars like Khaled, like 50, like Dwayne Wade, uh, like Nikki Jams, Tory Lanez, N-O-R-E, and a host of others. So I can't wait to see you guys. Family fun day. Um. Weapon. I'm also shocked. Uh, I'm happy that we're, you know, showing respect to Young Dolph. But tomorrow is the greatest MC of all times, Born Day. I'm shocked that you know you didn't do a, a, a Sean Carter mix this morning. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, you know tomorrow me. Tomorrow is December 4th. Oh, you know me. Tomorrow is December 4th. And you know I break all rules for Hov's birthday. So you know I'm doing a mix tomorrow I'm just saying. for Hov's birthday. Oh, if you didn't okay, know okay, okay, okay. And, and happy, happy born day to uh, my, my good sister, Tiffany Haddish. Today is Tiffany Haddish's born day. Drop on the clues bonds for Tiffany Haddish. How dare you disrespect me and don't think I'm going to do something for the God. Oh, so you're coming in. You're coming into work tomorrow on a Saturday to DJ. 
I will have something on air tomorrow for the God's birthday. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure. It's the God. That's all. Just making sure. God MC. Just making sure. Hove. You got to pay your Illuminati. You got to pay your Illuminati ties, bro. Absolutely. Just making sure. That's right. And they do tomorrow. All right. Well. Uh, okay. We'll, okay. All right. Well, let's get to the mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, Charlamagne, can you believe that TikTok I just showed you? You got this girl. She's in her apartment, takes off the bathroom mirror. There's a whole dark secret dungeon back there. That's when I would move out. You can find anything and everything on TikTok. There's so much to discover and watch. It's hard to explain. You just have to see it. TikTok. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, don't forget, Breakfast Club change for change. All right. It goes down Thursday, December 16th, and we're doing it just like we did last year. We're trying to help you guys out. All right. So what we need you to do is email us. Tell us how much money you need, what you need money for, and uh, we're going to be picking a bunch of people and trying to help them out for the holiday season. So whether it's your mortgage, your car note, your bills, food, whatever it may be, we're going to be trying to help out as many people as we can. bcchangeforchange.com. You can email us there. That's, again, it's bcchangeforchange.com, and you have until next Wednesday at 12 noon. And shout to Lincoln Tech for sponsoring and giving us some money to help you guys out. And shout to Lincoln Tech for sponsoring all my car shows, too. They're actually sponsoring... My uh, Miami car show, December 12th. That's next Sunday. Not this Sunday, next Sunday in Miami. So we appreciate you, Lincoln Tech, and shout out to 103.5 The Beat. I can't wait to get down to Miami and show off all these cars and have a big family fun day. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, your show's on tonight, Charlamagne. Yes, sir. Another episode of The God's Honest Truth comes on tonight on Comedy Central. At 10 p.m. tonight, we got Miss Megan Good on. And, you know, you know, we have themes every episode. And the theme for this episode is basically why I think owning a gun, a legal firearm, as a black person in this country is a form of self-care. Okay? So that's what we'll be discussing tonight. And Miss Megan Good is on. So join us 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. And you can stream all the episodes on Paramount Plus right now. All right. Well, you got a positive note for the people? I do. The positive note is simply this. Uh, This is for everybody out there who knows that they're perfectly imperfect. Just know that your flaws are perfect for the heart that is meant to love you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, hey, Charlamagne, you know we're just a few weeks away from the new year. Yeah, I know, man. 2022 will be here before you know it. And it's interesting to see videos of people already working on themselves right now rather than waiting until January 1st. I love it. Now, let me guess. You saw it on TikTok. Of course I saw it on the talk of the ticks. You can see all kinds of videos of people already hitting the gym, talking about dieting and just manifesting what they want for the new year. It's great motivation to see this now because so many people wait rather than getting in the proper mental and physical state right now. So I encourage everybody to go on TikTok and see some of these videos because they're highly motivational. All right. Well, I totally agree with you. TikTok is definitely a great place to see some great motivational videos and just some positive content. There it is. You were trying to get me up on TikTok. Uh, now I'm giving you ideas. Now that's success. TikTok, you have to see it. The Breakfast Club. 